Has your life ever felt like you are simply pushing a boulder up a hill and the harder you work, the further what you want seems to get away from you? Let's fix that. It's coming up on this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Do you ever feel like you were made for more and you just don't know what this looks like yet? My name is Jordan Ulrich and I've made it my mission to help people just like you align with your inner genius, lead a fulfilling life on your terms and facilitate true transformation from the inside out. Authentic Success is here to challenge you, inspire you, and bring you actionable strategies for stepping into the highest version of yourself from some of the world's greatest minds. You were put here with a unique purpose. It's time that we discover it and bring it to life. This is the Authentic Success Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Authentic Success Podcast. My guest today is someone who I am very fortunate to call a friend of mine, and she's here to teach you how to take a top-to-bottom look at your life and really start to get honest and ask yourself if the life you are living is the life that you want to be living. And if it's not, what are some simple steps that we can take to start moving with life, right? Letting things be easier and really letting go of the need to struggle. So I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, the Align Coach, Megan Lee. Thank you so much, Megan, for being a part of this. Hi, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me here. You are welcome. So conversation, I think that, you know, we are always one conversation away from a completely different life. And Mm -hmm. somebody out there right now might be listening to this and, you know, the next 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is, could be really a pivotal time for them or a pivotal moment for them, because I really, you know, am fortunate to have gotten to know you over the past few months. And I think that the framework that you have and the messaging that you have is, is very unique and very powerful, but I want to go back to, because I don't even know all this story. I want to go back to like, what were some of the key stepping stones from where you were, you know, to where you are now, like what are kind of some of those, those moments that push you through and and shift us and shape us into who we are? Yeah. So it's been quite the journey in actually a very short amount of time, which is incredible. And I love how you pointed out that we can have a conversation and make a difference in somebody else's life, because that's actually where a lot of this started for me. I would be heading to my begrudgingly heading to that nine to five job. It was about a 35 minute ride each day. And I would be listening to podcasts and I would be listening to people like you and I'd be listening to their stories. And it gave me that little bit of hope that I already had inside of me. I'm like, I know there's got to be a different way, but I don't know how. And so listening to these people who have done it, who've gone through really hard things and they're on the other side speaking about it. I was like, okay, that's what kept me going. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, if we go even back a little bit further, it's like realizing that it's almost like this awareness. You can become aware of your surroundings and these relationships that you're in and you know that you want to change. You know you're looking for a change. And so sometimes it happens suddenly, which happened in my case. And then um, when I did leave my nine to five, um, that was a total leap of faith. And it was like, I started realizing that, well, for one, my body started letting me know that this is not for me anymore. Um, So my body was telling me by showing up in physical symptoms. And then I started realizing like, I'm so tired, like I'm so exhausted. I'm not really making all that much money. And 
I'm sacrificing myself for somebody else's dream. And so really when I put those two pieces, which can be said for, for the relationship that I was in as well, that I was still living somebody else's dream in that relationship, I was like, no way, man, no way. It felt like there was no other way. Like I wasn't going to be stuck in this anymore. I knew there was more for me and I didn't know what that was. And so, but I decided to take that chance on me. That is the, the first thing you said about, you know, physical symptoms are, our, our bodies are constantly trying to let us know, you know, what's going on. And, and sometimes it'll start out with like, the little breadcrumbs, you know, maybe digestion, something small where it's like, Hey, you know, just over here, letting you know that, uh, I don't like waking up and, and going to do this thing every day. And then, you know, in the Western world, we're so good at treating things on a surface level. We're never, you know, we're not good at, at asking, you know, ask the body like, Hey, what are you trying to tell me right now? What do you actually need for me right now? Um, and then in terms of, of leaving the nine to five, I think that fear i mean fear being the one thing that stops us right if if uh, the greatest question is is what would we do if we weren't afraid because fear is a natural mechanism to keep us alive but not always our best friend in in facilitating yeah. growth and facilitating change but do you remember like the moment that you left your 9 to 5 like do you remember the day when you were like hey this is it like no more i can't i can't do it yes jordan it was december 31st 2021 <laughs> no 20 yeah 2021 well, that's not that long ago. No, no, no. It was 2020, but I remember okay, it was okay. December Still 31st. not that long ago, but yeah. I know. It was It was because I'm like, no way, man. This is the last day of the year. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm putting in my notice. And sure enough, it was like January 20th that I, that, I, that was the day that I left. And uh, yeah, just never really looked back. So, and you think like that was just over a year ago, right? Yeah. And to think of, all the things from that came from that. So of course I had all these fears, like, what, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? I just knew there was more. I didn't have any other special training or skills, but I decided to surrender. Yes. <laughs> I felt like I had no other choice, but to surrender to it all. And I kept hearing, I was very connected. I am very connected with my intuition and that voice inside and those gut instincts. And it was like, there's another way. I just kept hearing like, there's another way you're meant for more. And so I'm like, fine. And it was almost like, I'm, I'm very rebellious. And so it was like that moment of like, fine, then you take care of me, whoever you are, you show me the way and it was like very demanding, but it was like, I was at my lowest point and I was like, I don't know what else to do anymore. But sure enough, in that moment of surrender and the moment of listening to my intuition and putting me first, my God, my whole entire life opened up right in front of me. Yes, it does for sure. I mean, the ego mind loves to think that it's going to make everything happen. Uh, and, and when you do hit that place of letting go, the beautiful thing about hitting rock bottom is that there's only one direction that you can go from there. This is true. Yeah. And when you're in it, it feels like the worst thing in the world. But, but when you can look back on it, you go, wow, like what a blessing. Like, honestly, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, we feel like things are crumbling, all they're doing, it's like parts of the old self that have to fall away, right, yeah. are, are falling away so that we can do a rebuild. It's like if, if, you know, if you, if you buy this property, and there's this dumpy little shack on on the property, and you want to build your dream home, you're gonna have to, you know, 
demo, you're going to have to destroy the, the shack and take it all down so that you can rebuild everything in the way that you want it. Uh, what were like a couple of highlights in, in that time period from, you know, leaving the safety or the perceived safety of the, of yeah. the job, right? So many, so many. I don't even know where to begin, but I remember sitting down. It was January 12th of, I guess, 2020. I don't know, time flies. I sat down and I said, I'm going to make, I think it was like $12,000 was my goal in like three months. I wrote it down and, uh, oh my God, I surpassed that by the end of January. You know, and it, it, it was in the most bizarre ways. A random check came in the mail. I saved on this thing over here. And I started tracking it all because I knew that these were blessings. I knew that these were gifts coming in from the universe, coming in from source. And every time I would just smile and I'd track it. And of course, I would show my gratitude, right? And that's where it all begins is like, sometimes we're not that aware and we miss these things and we think like we're not getting there we're not we're, the thing's not happening and we get stuck in that victim mentality but I was very open and I was very aware of everything that was going on around me and so I would say by taking that chance by taking that leap of faith my god I you know all of a sudden became a um so let me do a little bit of a backstory before that because about three years ago when the relationship relationship with my ex um suddenly ended and I was suddenly the, the breadwinner and suddenly just all these, <laughs> I had lots of responsibilities. Um, I was actually headed to the food bank. And so I was not in such a good place financially and I was doing the best I could. I was taking any job I could. It was the hustle, right? I was in the survival hustle of, I got to do this in order to put food on the table to pay the bills and keep afloat because I wasn't going to let him destroy me. Right. And so that's where things were only three years ago. And to be able to say in this last year that I had to have six figures in my bank that, you know, that I have the house of my dreams, that I have the car of my dreams. It almost feels not believable, but this is my real life. And this is something that I've actively created. And these are things that not that long ago, would never have happened but because I was so focused and determined and I was just like changed my beliefs to I believe I can have and be anything that I desire to be yeah you just got a Tesla it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you Jordan, my, my dream car is changed. sitting on your driveway <laughs> I am like I'm like a boss now I'm like just cruising around and it's like such a vibe right and so but the thing is, is so, yes, I have made some ginormous decisions in the last year. Like nobody said this was easy. Nobody said it wasn't scary. And so when I made some of these decisions that allowed open the doors for six figures, figures to roll in to, for all these abundance in such large ways, I, what, what I go back to is that it feels really scary but I'm not only doing it for me. I'm not only doing, getting the Tesla for me, getting the house for me, doing this for me is so much bigger than me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I'm making those decisions, I'm making them for all of us. So all of us who feel like they want it and they don't know how, and it's like, I'm just, 
creating a pathway. I'm just creating that path for them to walk down. And, you know, I'm extending my hand to them and I'll be like, I'll show you the way. Like you can have this too. Everybody can have this, but it's just, they need to reach their hand out to my extended hand mm-hmm. and be willing and ready to come along for the ride because it's certainly a ride. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, you are a prime example of the fact that, that, you know, whatever people would call, you know, the universe or, or the collective or whatever it is, is we're always being rewarded when we take a leap of faith, right? Because that, that leap of faith, you know, if we were to break that term down, it's saying like, I'm going to jump and trust that the parachute is going to open along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then we get fed uh, a series of lessons and the lessons never stop. Right. They just change. They just become different. And, and, um, but I also, what I took from that too, is that the part of you that was like, I have to do these things, you know, in that pushing mode, right? Oh, but I have to do these things to put food on the table. I, it, it's like being stuck in that pattern doesn't give any room for the million dollar ideas. It doesn't give any room for the new podcast or whatever it is to come through that your soul is like desperately telling you to create, right? Because again, living in that state of survival and, and we can live in a state of survival or we can live in a state of creation, but we can't live in both at the same time. No. It's just two different parts of the brain, right? It's two different, it's two different lives. Um, really? That's, that's inspiring though, because I think that there's a lot of people out there that the moment you tell them like, you know, Hey, just jump off the deep end and start the business or do the thing. They'll be like, well, <laughs> Yeah, but right, you yeah. don't know my story, and then they and then they give you all the reasons why they can't do it, and it's like, well, there you go, right? Like, you don't need to tell me anymore. Now we know why you're in the situation that you're in, and mm-hmm. I th- just like that survival pattern of of you know aiming to just get by, and then yeah. the end of the month comes, and then you're aiming to just get by the next month, and it's like it's not living, right? It's just, it's surviving and it's, and it's moving your physical body through time and space, but it's not a life. It's, it's an existence, right? What would you say? um, What, what would be one thing that you'd say to people that really feel like they are stuck in that pattern of just Mm -hmm. like living groundhog day, right? One day to the next, trying to make it through, you know, merely trying to survive because I've been there and it's a horrible place to be. Yeah. And many people are stuck for different reasons. They're stuck in the relationship. They're stuck at the job. Um, And it's for many different reasons. But what I have found is that, you know, it's when they're stuck from living somebody else's life. And so what happened to me was I felt like I was broken and I felt like there was something wrong with me all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think what happened was um, I started believing in myself. And so it's like, I was able to still see the hope in front of me that there was more for me, but it's not easy to see when you're still in the thing. And so what I did, what I did in that moment was I reached out for help. And so I reached out, I I reached out to, you know, a therapist, a psychologist, and what happened when I reached out, because I went to him because I thought I was broken. And he's, he's like, sister, like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you. But you actually believe that, like, you believe that, you know, the miser, the, the way you're feeling the miserableness, the exhaustion that you feel like you have some kind of 
ailment or disease when it's just like, it's who you're surrounding yourself with. Yes. Right. And so he was able to hold that mirror up for me and he held me, he held the parts of me that I couldn't see. And today, like I, I almost like my throat chakra is starting to block a little bit, but I'm so like grateful for him because that was the shift for me is that I reached out for support and he was there for me holding that mirror to shine his light on all these things that were just so dark for me. And yeah, now I believe it. Now I see it, but I couldn't then. And so I think the biggest step was knowing there was more and reaching out. Oh, huge. I think that like, you know, was, I don't know who, who, you know, the original quote comes from, but it's something like if you know, look at the way that you've been doing things. And, and if you were going to figure it out on your own, you likely would have by now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, we get into these patterns. Where we're like, no, just one more day of doing the exact same thing over and over again. And surely I'm going to hit it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we need that external perspective yeah. to be like, whoa, look, no, what you've been thinking is a lie. It's a lie that your brain has been telling you over and over. And what you said about this power of the belief, right? I mean, our, our beliefs, our life is built upon beliefs and it's built upon our perceptions of things. We don't see the world the way it is. We see the world, you know, through our own lenses. We see it the way that we are. Uh, one of the things, just to go back for a sec, like one of the things that I really wanted you to touch on that you had said about the money coming in was the gratitude for receiving, mm -hmm. right? No matter what the amount, like yeah. you get an extra, uh, yesterday $7 come in from a product I had made like years ago. And I was like, wow, $7. That's amazing. But a lot of times when people are like, where's the big money, where's the big money, like no. when's it come, right. It's actually creating that deep separation. It's, it's pushing you further away, but I want to know, and I've never asked you this, but like, I, I want to know because it is such a huge thing for me, like is, is, is gratitude a, a practice because I think it's a muscle, right? And if you work it out often, you get to feel it often. How important is that even when you're in the bottom, right? Or what feels like the bottom, how important is it to notice and start to train yourself to see the blessing in everything? Oh, yes. It's like top, top of the list. And so the thing with this all is that it starts off super small. Like you said, like it's the $7, right? And so I remember vividly, and this was at the beginning of my journey in 2020, a woman had, I was on the ferry on BC ferries and, um, it, she was a worker, a staff there, and she had spilled coffee near me and she felt so bad. She thought she touched me with the hot coffee, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, it's okay. It's really okay. Can you like, I'll help you clean it up and stuff. Right. And she's like, let me buy your coffee for you. And so it's those moments where the universe is showing you like, here's this gift and you can take it or leave it. And so in that moment, I could have said, oh, no, thank you. I know it was an accident. No, thank you. Instead, it's practicing the receiving muscle. Yes. And so it's like, okay, I see you universe. And yes, thank you. And that's it. Right. And it's in those moments where afterwards you're like, Hmm, I could have pushed this away. And so, so many of us naturally, and it's even with the compliments, right? Oh, you look so beautiful. Oh, no, I don't. No, thank you. My hair right. is 
yeah. whatever it is. But these are all the little keys, all the little breadcrumbs that are leading you to the million dollars, <laughs> whatever it is, whatever your goal is, right? <laughs> yeah, that, um, and, and do you think that a big block for people, I mean, it doesn't take long, you know, to, to when you start working with people, this is, you realize it's not rocket science, you know, to understand why people do what they do or, or why they are in the situations yeah. they're in. But a lot of times, you know, like you're saying, like you can't see the label from inside the bottle. You can't see the forest through the trees and you need sometimes, you know, some, some external input, but, but yeah. one of the commonalities that I've seen in people that really perpetuate that cycle of struggle is they literally feel unworthy to receive. Yeah. Right. So like you said, somebody says, Oh, you look, you know, you're so good at this. You go, Oh yeah. But I mean, I've been doing it for years and, and I'm just, yeah, you know, I'm not that good at it. I'm just have practiced it for a long time or something. And it's like, why not just be like, thank you so much. Like it feels so good, you know? And when someone tries to give you money, instead of being like, Oh, you don't have to, if I go for lunch with someone and they're like, let me get the bill. I'm like, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Or, or when I go for lunch with someone and I'm like, Hey, let me get it. And they're like, no, I'll pay my portion. Or it's like, Hey, look, if I didn't want to buy it, I would just not offer to. Right. It's like, yes, but I learned to be, I've learned to become unattached in those moments because I feel like that's their journey. And if they're not open to receiving, then I'm not, I'm not there to tell them otherwise. And so I just quietly smile to myself knowing that like, I've done a shit ton of work and here I am. I'm like, fine. Like hopefully yeah. one day that you will see this in a new perspective. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think that, do you think that a lack of gratitude creates a, a block for, you know, a lack of gratitude for the small things creates kind of a block for the bigger things. If we're living yeah. in a place of like, Oh, I'll be grateful when. Oh yeah. This shows think, up. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. When this, you know, when you're grateful, that thing will show up a hundred. Oh gosh. No, we have to live in as if we have it all. Yes. And because the universe use doesn't hear what we want. Here's yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't usually use the have tos, but it's like you, um, yeah, it's just like living in that state of presence where it's like, it's the same feeling. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I called in $7 and I called in a million dollars, it's the exact same feelings and um, emotions. It's the same vibration. Mm-hmm. And it's just a few numbers are a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, if somebody says, uh, let's say someone says, oh, I want some unexpected money. And then they get 200 bucks and they're like, oh, not that time. Exactly. Right. It's like, um, there's a, a great book from the late 1800s, early 1900s called the science of getting rich. And it says many people will order their lives rightly, meaning that they'll do everything right. But then it says they will be held in, and I'm just paraphrasing, they will be held in poverty through a lack of gratitude, right? Because when they fail to acknowledge a blessing, it's like cutting the cord with the source of all blessings. Yes, that is exactly, that's it, right? And so, of course, there's moments in time where you miss it, right? That's just part of the human nature. That's a part of the journey. And it's like, sometimes you catch it later and you're like, oh, shoot, that thing. And then, but that's all part of it, right? Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a, like you say, a strengthening of that muscle. Yes, it is something. And, and, you know, if somebody's saying like, oh, I really struggle with being grateful. It's like, don't first off, like don't beat yourself up. Right. Because we are conditioned. I mean, the way that our beliefs are passed down through generations, like we're living in the modern day with, you know, like a a 1930s belief system that it's based around scarcity and fear. 
that, you know, that there's not enough. So, you know, starting out with, with the muscle of gratitude, like start with where you are right now, like, and you'd be shocked at how many things, you know, when's the last time you were grateful for the index finger on your right hand or the cabinets <laughs> exactly. in your house or like so you know, the laces yeah. on your shoes and the thousands, uh, you know, bits of fabric that have to go in. And it's like, when you really look around and then as you start to tune your perception from, you know, what I, what I don't have to what I do mm-hmm. have, because if somebody's depressed and, and all they focus on is what's missing, yes. and then they go on depressed, antidepressants or something, but they're still focused on what's missing. They're still going to be miserable, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you think is uh, a powerful step from, for people that have a hard time letting go mm. that are in a place of like, no, no, like, you know, I'm just going to keep pushing the boulder for one more day. It's really hard, right? Because like you can't force somebody to change, but, and they will when they're ready, but it's like, it comes down to even the, the vibrational scale. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, sometimes I have felt as being really powerful for my clients, just even showing them the scale and saying like, okay, so these are some of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you just described to me and showing them where they are on the scale. And then, but they want all these other things, but the other things are on the vibration of joy and love and Mm -hmm. happiness and which are way up there so it's like just that sometimes is like such a wake-up call and it's like they can see it right yeah and fear it's like god it's not the place where we make magic from (laughs) it's not it's it's like attracts like so if you're living in fear guess what's coming in (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, it's like we're the radio tower and and the signal that we broadcast is the signal that we get to receive. And you can't, you know, it's just, it, it's, I, you know, I've, I'm a firm believer that if you want to create and quickly, the, the best thing you can do is feel good now, yeah. right? If you're, if you're miserable, keeping yourself in like, man, where's this thing? Where's this thing? How am I going to figure this out? It's just like, it's, it's perpetuating a state of fear and it's perpetuating yeah. a state of lack. Right. So yeah. what would you say in terms of like, you know, actually learning to let go, like mm-hmm. actually learning to be like, okay, you know what? I have exhausted my resources yeah. and on top of my resources, I've exhausted my body and my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what is, what does that look like when someone starts to say, okay, you know what? my way is not working. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm open to a different way of doing things. Like what is the magic that starts to ensue when finally you just say, okay, you know what, you know, the way I've been doing things clearly is not clearly something is missing. Right. Or I would not be where I am. Very much so. And so it's like looking at how you're feeling right now, stuck in that place, right. Looking at how your body feels, and it's the exact opposite. So it's like, once you do let that go, and I know it's hard to just be like letting it go, but I promise you, I feel like it's almost a muscle that gets strengthened over time too, because once we see that we're all just stuck in a, in a, an illusion of fear, like mm-hmm. it's all something that we've been creating. And so it may not even be true. And that if we see it as we are just here because it feels safer, even though it's toxic, it feels safer. So then it's like, do I really want to be in this toxic comfort of safety? No, nobody wants to be. So then what do you do? Right. And so 
I really believe it starts with a surrendering and connecting in with the universe, connecting in with a higher power that is waiting, waiting to guide you, like literally waiting there with your ascended spiritual team. Like, it's just like, you're not alone. Like we can feel so alone during the process, but we're really not. We, there's, if, if we're thinking that we're doing this life alone and on ourselves, I'm sending you blessings and love because that's a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders by yourself. And I'm here to tell you that there's people like you and I that have our hands extending. I just like, I'm covered in goosebumps right now because I'm like, this is such important work that you and I, Jordan, are here to do. Of course. Yeah. I mean, if anybody is under the illusion that the zebra decided that it was going to design zebra patterns and did it all itself, I mean, (laughs) it's when you look at, even look at your body, right? I mean, if, if you were given a level of intelligence to have all the incredible working parts of your body that you have, it's like, how could somebody live in a place of being like, no, it's just me. It's up to me. I'm alone. Uh, there's, there's no help out there. I, I'm not allowed to ask. Um, what do you think is the power in, in asking for direction sometimes? And, and I do believe that like when we're specific, right, vague instructions to the mind will bring very, very vague outcomes and, and yeah. vague requests from whatever, you know, somebody believes in like a vague request of, I want more money or I want to feel better or whatever it is. And then they get this slight incremental increase and we go, no, not that. Right. Um, but how much power is in, is in asking for a specific thing and feeling worthy to receive, like whether it's, you know, whether it's a new person in your life, whether it's, you know, a hundred million dollars, like how powerful is it though, to be open to asking and then, instead of going, okay, it's been 10 minutes, like, come on, right. Just letting go and being like, okay, now I know, like, now I really trust that my order has been placed. You don't go to a restaurant and say, no. uh, I know that I ordered the penne, but it's been like, you know, we're looking at 120 seconds now and it still hasn't come. It's like, you go to a restaurant, you place your order and you trust that like, eventually, you know, your food's going to make it to the table. So like, yeah. how powerful is it to, to be willing to ask when you're in a place mm-hmm. of like, wow, things feel like they're crumbling to just ask, be like, Hey, I don't know the next step, but like, I trust that if you can reveal it, I promise you, I will take it. Yeah. And so that there's many things in that, that came through. And it's like, one of the things you said was about the worthiness. And so that is a really key piece because so many of us are stuck in these limiting beliefs and old conditioning about how we don't deserve it. Or we have these thoughts that are revolving in our head constantly, you know, our inner child is trying to speak to us. And so sometimes we just get stuck in that. Right. And so it's like really working on that mindset part of things of like every single one of us is like, it's our birthright. We, we deserve everything that's placed in front of us and everything that we desire and want to be. And so working on that, I think is super key, but yes, it's super powerful to be intentional about what you want. And I've done, like, I'm a manifestation coach, so I am very clear. And I think that's like one of the things that works really well for me is having that clarity about what I actually want to need and stepping into that part of me who already has that thing. Like, you know how many times I visualized driving around in my Tesla, what music I was going to listen to, what it would feel like with my heated seats on, what I would feel like 
in this brand new vehicle that I can trust, right? Because I was driving an older car and I, you know, there was things wrong with the engine. And so it's like having that clarity, stepping into that part of you, feeling it in your body as if it's already true, just yeah. believing it. But the other really key piece to it is that we don't get to decide when it happens. We get to just put it out there, put our order in to the restaurant and trust it's on its way. And that's the biggest thing is people kind of get into that impatience of it. But let me tell you, if I learned one thing in this last three years, it's patience. Yes, hundred percent. And I mean, if things came before you were ready for them, it would be a huge curse. If the million dollars shows up, you know, when, when a thousand feels like an impossible amount to manage, it would make a dumpster fire out of a million dollars. Right. And then I love like, you know, John Asraf says that, that the last uh, six or six, yeah, the last six letters of law of attraction are action. And how important is it like when those things come your way to actually be like, okay, I'm going to jump on this opportunity because this doesn't come up every day. And like showing that uh, Joe Dispenza says, when you, when you take no action, what you're saying is I don't believe in my future. Right. So leaning into the things when they show up being like, yes, this is important. And even though I don't know, you know, how this is all going to work, like I'm going to do it because I owe it to myself. Right. Yeah. And then I go, I go one step further and I say, I owe it to myself, but I owe it to everybody else who's right behind me. Mm -hmm. That's so huge. Yeah. And yes, I'm just, (laughs) yes, it is. Wow. That, yeah, because I mean, think of, you know, there's people out there right now that that are probably watching what you're doing, feeling like they need some sense of permission to do the thing, right? To start a business, to have the life, to buy a Tesla, you know, whatever it is. Uh, They feel like they need a sense of permission. And then maybe all they need is to see someone else doing it, right? It's, It's like, as soon as we, as soon as we see like, oh my gosh, she did it. I know yeah. where she was five years ago. That's kind yeah. of where I am. So in five years, I could be where she is today. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and it is like, you know, we can't get poor enough to help poor people. We can't be sick enough to help sick people. Like the best thing that we can do is demonstrate, you know, what an amazing life looks like, because that, yeah. you know, people feel naturally very inclined to pull themselves through uh, when they're watching someone else do it. So know that even when you feel like nobody's watching, and this is for anybody listening, when you feel like no one's watching, even if it's just your kids or your neighbor or a family member going, wow, you've really made some amazing progress, mm-hmm. right? You're giving them permission in that moment to go do it for themselves. And I think that, yeah. you know, that's just such an important thing for people to know. Yeah. Like, and so what I found is that like, if I'm not making these big, brave, bold moves, but I'm expecting it of my clients, like I want my clients to make these decisions to let go some of these things, the ball and chains that are holding them back. And it feels really scary, but they see me doing it and they know mm-hmm. that they're going to be okay. They know, they know they're going to be better than okay. Yes. So I'm like, this is the work. This is the work I meant, I'm meant to do. I meant to do these make these big bold scary decisions because so I can so I can show my clients that they can too yes absolutely and I and I always think that like 
you know, what we want always wants us. And when we move towards it, it starts moving towards us even quicker. Yes, right? And that's the push pull. And so I talk about that a lot is like, there's these push goals, which you mentioned earlier that feel really heavy. They feel really like you're sacrificing, you're struggling. And it's like, no, I work with the pull goals where it's like, mm-hmm. you do create that vis- visualization. You do create that, you know, you feel like you've embodied it already. And all of a sudden it gets closer and closer and you become the magnet for it. And so yes. that's, the energy I work in is the pull goals. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I think that when people are, are, um, are, are setting those goals where they feel like they're struggling to get them or, or they're struggling to get there. A lot of times it's because the, I think personally that the goal is very inauthentic. They're setting it for the wrong mm-hmm. reason. And it, it's, it's probably based off of what they think they should do or what someone else wants for them. Right. Okay, Rather That brings in a really huge piece that like, I'm very intuitive. And so I keep getting these downloads and I'm like, okay, just wait a second. I will bring it up. Love but, it. um, so what's coming, kept coming through is like, I need to talk about, and somebody needs to obviously hear this. So it's like, the the societal conditioning for one thing and it's others expectations and so when we do decide to put ourselves first when we do decide that our lives matter more than the person beside us when we do decide that it's okay to dream and have these things that we want differently when we give ourselves permission to fully be ourselves there's people that are going to show up and they show up in the form of fear mm-hmm. and they want to take you down. And so I, I kind of looked at it as these universal assignments. And so it's like, this is being presented to you and you get to choose if you're going to fall back to your old ways or if you're going to continue moving forward. And those are the moments in time where it can be really hard because most of these people that come in to try and rock your boat a little bit are usually family or, or important people in your life. Mm-hmm. And so it can be that's when boundaries come in. That's when the letting go comes in. That's when the unattachment comes in. And let me tell you, even to this day, after this whole three-year journey in the last two days, my gosh, this full moon is like amplifying everything for me. And so, yeah, I'm doing the work too. And I have had to let go of people in my world that I've hung on to because they're family. But the thing is, is that they're not here to support me. They're here to bring me down. And I can't have people in my life, no matter who they are, I can't have people in my life who are bringing me down. I can only have people in my life who support me 111%, no matter what decision I make, no matter if they think I'm going to fail, no matter if they think I'm going to lose all my money, that's okay because it's my decision. And I'm only going to have people who can see that. And so taking a closer look around at your life and thinking, wow, like, yeah, my, my husband over here doesn't see it how I see it my boss over here, like all these expectations and I have to do it their way. Yeah. It's like, you know, it feels so freeing to finally just be like, actually, I'm just going to do it my way. Yeah. Well, and you know, when, when people start to fall apart or, or when people start to fall off the wagon or they start to come up and go, Hey, whoa, you know, before you were like this and and now you're like this and it makes me really uncomfortable, right? That's actually a reason to celebrate because it means that that progress is actually taking place, right? Because if the people that were comfortable with say the broke version of you don't get upset with the person, you know, that you become when you start to make changes, like 
something would be off there, right? So start to celebrate when, you know, you ask for the million dollars and then you lose your job or you ask yes. for whatever it is and people start to fall, fall off. You know, it's yeah. because like, yeah, you're carrying a full backpack, right? You need to empty some things out and just kind of trusting that like things falling apart are just, yeah, again, parts of your old life that they just don't serve you anymore, right? Like they, they're not, they don't fit the frame for the picture of the future. Yeah. Um, Another thing you said too about embodying as though it's already happened Mm -hmm. is it's almost impossible to want things when you feel like they already exist. Right. And, and a great example, I tell people that like the less resistance you have to something, the easier it shows Mm -hmm. up. Right. Um, So I know people who are dying for a relationship, like they would do anything. And then the moment it shows up, they like, boom, sabotage it right away. Right. And, uh, and I always use my friend, Dave, uh, who was a fishing guide that I worked with at fishing lodge, uh, years ago, still close friend of mine. And it's like the less he takes care of himself and the less he tries, Mm. you know, the better looking and more frequent, uh, women start chasing him down. And it's like, you know, it's because that indifference and the non-attachment to having, Yes. And the non-attachment I want to say is probably right up there with gratitude. It's right up there is like, you know, you put your, you put your order in of what you desire and it's having that unattachment to it. The non-attachment it's, you gotta, you gotta let go of these, these people around you, these relationships, you gotta set those boundaries with them. But, you know, it goes even further back than that because so many of us have gone through childhood trauma And so we hold on to, you know, we become the people pleasers and we feel bad and we feel empathetic. And most of us are, you know, sensitives as Mm -hmm. adults. And so we feel bad. We feel bad for hurting anybody. Right. But if you take, you know, shine the light on it, take the magnifying glass, it's like, but you actually deserve to live this way. No, no, of course not. So it's time, you know, time to start putting yourself first and listening to those yes, no's. And that's a really big thing too, is those yes, no's. And, you know, we all know what those are because we feel it in our body, but it's whether or not we're in tune with those yes, no's. Yes, absolutely. Oh man. And when we don't take time to uh, listen, right. When we don't take a moment to go, wait, is this the right thing? right or or we go against the part of us that's like stop right now i think that understanding too important is understanding the difference between the 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 intuitive self saying stop and the conditioned mind saying stop because the conditioned mind says stop to a lot of stuff that would help us (laughs) and And i think yes that is the missing piece is so listening to those aligned yes no's and the yeses you know, the more you say yes to yourself, as long as it's aligned with your bigger purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And so if it's not aligned with your bigger purpose, then it's a no. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's, I always say that like the, the subconscious is a sly fox and it will try to convince us that what it's telling us is right. When a lot of times what it's telling us is like, please stay the same that you've always been for one That's more day. Right. Because everything we've done up until now has kept us alive and we want to keep doing that. So Ooh. no risks today, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This has been so enlightening. And I think that if somebody is really, you know, in a place of feeling like that, I can't try any harder, Mm. maybe the best thing you could do is stop trying and just watch what happens, right? Like watch what transpires when you actually learn to work more with energy and less with your physical body, 
It's mm -hmm. absolutely amazing, right? And yeah, so this has just been an enlightening conversation. I mean, I've been very fortunate to work with you and I was mm -hmm. talking to you, but this has been, you know, my day was at like a 10 already. Now it's, I don't know, it's at like an 11 and a half, I think now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so thank you, Megan, so much. And where can people find you on, on this giant thing that we call the internet? Yeah, well, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. So Instagram, the Align Coach, Facebook, Megan Lee. Yeah. And I will put uh, I will put uh, links to everything in the description and in the show notes. And thank you so much for being a part of this conversation today, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. If you've made it this far, it means you are not a dabbler and that you are someone who's truly committed to making a lasting change. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating, comment, or review as it helps me bring this message to more people that need it. If you want to go a step further, this is an invitation to grab a free copy of my book, Authentic Success, at jordanulrich.com forward slash success. Keep your energy up, keep moving forward even when it's scary, and I'll see you on the next episode.